Welcome back to Josh Takes, where you're going to hear a breakdown of episode 11, the penultimate episode of Survivor 42, from a guy who always chooses cake and cookies over chicken and veggies. That's right. I'm Josh. Welcome back, everyone. This week, I'm pulling a mic, just like Mike pulled in Marianne this episode. I'm pulling in a guest to talk about everything that happened this episode and to hear his takes on uh, Survivor 42 as a whole. Um, and that is my friend here, Mr. Justin Cassiano Sebastian. Uh, Justin, welcome into the podcast. Josh, it's been an honor to be asked to be on the show, been listening and excited to talk Survivor with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. Um, so first off, I just, yeah, I would love to hear like, one, how did you get into Survivor? And two, like, what what do you love so much about this show? Because I know that you're recently, um, yeah, a very new fan, but a very, very, enthusiastic and excited new fan of survivor yeah well i'm a i'm a type of person that doesn't get into shows movies music anything by myself it requires like at least two to three friends to tell me about something until i check it out for the first time so when the pandemic happened we're all at home locked up one friend's like hey been watching survivor i'm like that's random isn't that like a super old show another friend's like hey you gotta watch survivor it's on netflix if they're filming in the Philippines and, you know, my parents are from the Philippines, I'm like, whoa, that's interesting. So I think that's what got me to start season 28, um, Kagayana Netflix. And I was hooked because it blended like all these different interests that I had um, all in one show. You know, I love sports and competition. I love reality TV shows, even trashy reality TV shows. <laughs> makes, me, makes me feel a little bit better about myself yeah. sometimes in my own life. Um, but then I also love social deduction. Like I love games like Mafia, Werewolf, um, Secret Hitler, if anyone's familiar with those games. And so to see it on a game show, no way. So I was hooked immediately. I couldn't stop watching, especially that first season. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, uh, speaking of C Secret Hitler, I know that there is a group of people that are Survivor fans that have created their own version called Secret Hants. <laughs> <laughs> no way tell me about this wow i mean i think it's the same game you just kind of like uh change around some of the uh, characters and stuff but uh replace hitler with with uh, russell hans and i think it it kind of makes sense it writes itself that yeah, it makes a lot of sense yes. <laughs> um cool man well yeah i th that's uh yeah a lot of the reasons why i love survivor as well i mean it's it's uh it really does feel like a sport i i'm, I'm a big sports guy you know i i love I, especially football um, and I love football particularly because of like how much strategy is involved and like, you know, the coach is like pretty much the most important player. And it feels like, you know, survivor get that same kind of hit with like analyzing, you know, decisions that they could have made and, you know, who, um, yeah, really like is making good moves. And thankfully this episode, we got a really good, uh, you know, like episode to, to break down and talk about. So, um, yes. we, we're going to get to all things, but overall just you know i've been asking this of all the guests who've been coming on like what's your what's your overall take on survivor 42 i believe yeah you've watched all the seasons right of survivor so is this how's this you know we have one episode left things could you know vary depending on exactly how the outcome is but you know wh where do you feel like this is this is ranking for you um overall yeah well let me preface this if i sound wheezy or cough at all um i recently have covid so my apologies if i'm coughing but i'll try my best to be articulate without a uh, you know coughing i will say with season 42 if i see it in tandem with season 41 i'm actually enjoying it way better i think with 41 not to you know talk about 41 too much i it was hard to keep up like there's so many different twists and turns especially advantages that relied on other people and their decisions which I hadn't really seen in previous seasons. But now that I know what to expect, now that I know how it played out in season 41, I actually can actually enjoy it. Um, so I, one of the things that's really standing out just in broad strokes with 42, especially if I look back at all the seasons I've watched, there are rarely any chumps. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, if you know, we're looking forward to the finale in a bit, and I'm like, you know, most of these people, there's probably one person, I'm like, if this person won, I'd be very disappointed. But if any of these people won, I would not be disappointed. These are very high caliber, really competitive, all have different way of playing uh, contestants. And so I think um, that's something that's really sticking out with 42 is that all these competitors are doing an amazing job. 
Yeah, I think that's been definitely a consensus on, yeah, this season. I mean, especially with this final five. I, Jeff said it, you know, in the episode, this like final six group, or did he, he said it to the final five, I think maybe. I, I can't remember what part of the episode, but he just said like this is one of the most, oh, yeah. you know what? Actually, sorry. I, you know what I'm thinking about is Jeff tweeted a video of himself. That's that's actually what I'm referencing. And he was in his backyard as, uh, if you follow Jeff on Instagram or Twitter or anything, it's always him just tweeting videos from his backyard, which looks like a survivor set as well. <laughs> And uh, he was just saying that he thinks this might be the most like, uh, like, like uh, exciting final five that they, the show's ever had. And Jeff is wow. prone to hyper hyperbole. He often has said many seasons were his favorite season ever. Um, but I do think that you know he wouldn't say it if it wasn't a contender. Um, and I think you know we'll, we'll talk about who he, who he thinks going to win and and you know uh, who's been playing a really good game. But I just even say like even even Romeo who is. I would say probably the least likely person to win at this point. Like Romeo played maybe the best pre-merge game out of everybody. Like, yeah. And, and so like the, the, the level of strategy and even his decision to flip here at the vote, um, spoiler alert, like we're going to get to it more <laughs> later, but I, I really feel like he like made a good decision. And like, you have people like that who aren't just laying over and like, you know, um, just resigned to their fate. Even the person who, again, is like kind of at the, the bottom clearly. Um, and, you know, he he's still willing to, to make moves and take risks and, you know, try to advance his like position, even if it's pretty much like, you know, swinging for a home run every single time, I'm sure to, you know, to have to win here, but. Yeah, when I think about 42 in context of just the 41 seasons I've watched, you know, like it's a show where the individuals are changing, the seasons itself are changing, the eras are changing. I mean, I remember a few months ago watching some seasons where I'm like, some of these players don't want to be here. Yeah. This parts of this is boring, right? But like, we're just captivated. Like, you're you're thinking about like, wow, what's this person gonna do? What are they? What's it gonna be like next week when we come back and they're gonna be talking about the previous tribal council? Um, now, granted, this is the only the second season that I've been watching, you know, like one, you know, new episode, wait a week. I've been so used to like fast turnaround, you know, binging. <laughs> so I'm finally entering into kind of the normal, I would say, survivor experience. So I think that also alters kind of how I view it versus just like going on Netflix, Hulu or, you know, Paramount Plus and just watching it consecutively. But like, yeah, every person, it's like they're changing every episode. There's so much transformation often it's hard to keep up which part of me i'm on the show just to like also appreciate the episode i just watched even more just by talking it out with someone yeah yeah it's uh it, it i feel like it does the it builds the anticipation each week it's definitely a different yes. it's definitely a different viewing experience than the the binge uh model so you know we uh w the way i kind of was like breaking down everything this episode in my mind was just like the series of decisions so i might these might be a little bit out of order but we just saw a lot of people like making quote unquote moves, which really is like decisions of, of what they're going to do. Um, plans that got rewritten, um, you know, over, uh, you know, the episode. But the first big one that that immediately happened, and this was very much like discussed, um, you know, at, online was, was Omar going to give Mike his idol back? So last, you know, he, he uses the, uh, un, his, his knowledge of the knowledge of pow knowledge is power, um you know idol to uh get mike's idol to preserve it but then the big question was was he going to give it back so we see he immediately gives it back to mike mike was very you know instantly like put it in my pocket like i i need the, the idol back which was unsurprising from what we've seen of mike so far we saw him go through you know some anxious uh <laughs> interactions with daniel at the beginning of the season with his idol um when daniel quote unquote lost the idol um and so, yeah, do you think that Omar made the right move to give Mike his idol back? I know, obviously, it's this is going to play into a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of discussions about where Omar went wrong. But I guess maybe this is a better question. In the moment, do you feel like Omar, like, did you feel like Omar instantly made a mistake? Yeah, so if it were to help Omar survive one more episode, yeah, he should have kept it. I mean, I think, like... That you could make an argument that like he, it, the trend with this season is that as soon as someone starts to rise out of the ashes, they're immediately the target, right? So I think Omar, after 
you know, he's doing all these, like, moves where he's, like, orchestrating from behind. Every episode, you see everyone's confessionals, and Omar usually got the final say, right? And so he's really dictating um, the moves without it being known, at least from our viewer standpoint, um, most people knowing that it was him orchestrating. This is the first episode, really, where the, the whole tribe was like, oh, shoot, this was, this was Omar. Dre didn't help with that. So, like, yeah, I think at that point, right, the target's on him just to, like, survive another few days, another tribal. I can I can make an argument that he should have done that. Now, long term, especially because it's Mike and he's all about integrity and loyalty, and at least that's what he says with his mouth, that would have not looked good for Omar. Like, I think he, in the long run, I think he did the right move of giving it back. I mean, it was also in front of everyone, right? Like, yeah. I think Mike was asking for it back. Like, right after they got back, everyone was there, and I think that really affected Marianne, right, moving forward. I think generally Omar made the right move, but I do think it affected him being voted out right away. Like, you could, if he had an idol, he could have played it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the weird, I mean, the weird thing is he did have an idol, uh, kind of, that he didn't also play later, which we'll get to with Lindsay's Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I pretty much agree with you. I, I, I think it would have been extremely confrontational to hold that idol. And um, I know Omar even said in his exit press that the reason why they didn't play the second idol, which again, we'll get to later, but was because he didn't want, if, if like, yeah. then it would have created this drawn the line in the sand for the final five, that it was Lindsay and him versus the other three. And like, that would have put them in a really bad numerical position where, you know, Again, they might like get to the end from there, but he's not somebody who feels like he's going to rely on his like challenge wins to get him to the end. And um, and Lin you know, Lindsay's likely more likely than him to win an immunity challenge. So at the next vote, like you know, if it could be you know um, him getting voted out. So I I, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't fault him at all. Like even results oriented thinking. Like I just think that give, giving Mike the idol back was not something that like really played a big part in his you know uh downfall here right. it just yeah it, it would have it just would have cemented that they would have been i mean probably four against two at this vote you know um which you can't predict Lindsay's going to win immunity you know and that she's going to give you the amulet or that's going to be up for play it just it, it, it just would have been it would have been too aggressive i think um, yeah so um when his whole game so far has been low profile um yeah so I think, you know, going back to last episode too, I do think, I just want to note that I think Drea's like comments about like, you know, like Mike, you're going to win if you get to the end and Omar, like, you know, if you, uh, you, you're the only one, Omar was the only one that knew about my advantage. I, 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 I said this on the last episode of the podcast, but I just, I think that needs to be shut down. I don't really like fault Drea too much for herself because I get like, that's an opportunity. People have said different things. Um, they, there's been some game talk before, but this is probably the most explicit, like, you know, where she just went through each person. Um, and I really just, I, I just think that that needs to be shut down. Cause I think that that, if anything, had a big factor in Omar going home. I mean, they probably would have figured it out. Mike knew that this was kind of like Omar's move. Um, so, and Mike would have probably still gunned for him, but maybe the other players wouldn't have been so, you know, um, their eyes wouldn't have been so clearly open to Omar as a threat. Like, you know, we have Marianne giving the confessional that he went from a caterpillar to a butterfly, you know, with this move. Like, I don't know if it would have made this big of an impression if Drea wouldn't have dropped that, you know, truth bomb on her way out there. Yeah, you know, I feel like I agree in that they should shut out, la you know, parting bombs like that where it really affects gameplay. But I, I struggle with this too because if you just shut out any talking, you miss out on those, like, hilarious moments where yeah. like you know someone's glaring down someone or like you know uh you know so if there's a bat at least for me right if there's a balance where you limit the like controversial like this is gonna affect someone's gameplay but you still leave room for like snarkiness like i think that would be the best case scenario for me but you know i would rather play it safe than sorry also like if you just cut out any talk that's just better for everyone's game. You know, playing Mafia, it's like when someone dies and then they, like, say, oh, who's that person? I mean, that just, like, ruins the whole game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that definitely affected Omar. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, it's it's a hard balance. I mean, like, that moment when Drea and Mike are going back and forth, like, 
Like, did you put two votes on me? Yeah, I put two votes. Like, that was like a very fun interaction. Yes. Like, you know, like I, it was really, really fun in the moment. But I do think in hindsight, it it might have really, you know, contributed to Omar's quick exit here. Yes. Um, okay, so then we, you know, next decision, that I, the big decision of the episode is um, Omar taking three people for cake and cookies instead of two people for chicken and veggies, yes. which... I, I don't know if there's too much to discuss here. Like it's it's a tough decision. I I think I liked overall that he left Jonathan back. You know, yeah. he doesn't. He, he was try, they're trying to tr target Jonathan this vote. So okay, you can't bring Jonathan. Who mm -hmm. are you gonna leave with Jonathan? You leave Lindsay, your closest ally, with him as yeah. well. There could have been. You know, it's kind of tough because Lindsay's his closest ally and also the best bet to beat Jonathan in a challenge. So you kind of maybe want to feed her, but I think it's better to leave you know, like somebody behind with him in case, you know, he's really upset, you know, she can calm him down. Also, it's like a good um, opportunity for her to watch him so he doesn't like go looking for idols the whole time or something. Or or if you leave like Romeo back with him, then him and Romeo, like he might be able to like, you know, talk to Romeo and, and, and turn him against Omar or something. So um, not that Jonathan's too much of a threat in that capacity, but I just think in general, like, that's the person who you, who you want out. Yes, leave them out of the reward, and then also like sit your closest ally with him. So that's my yeah. take. A any other any other thoughts there that I'm missing? Yeah, very smart to separate Mike and Jonathan. I mean, it's clear at this point that they're trying to protect each other as kind of the bigger broy dudes. Um, I thought it was hilarious to see <laughs> Omar's transformation after just eating a little bit i mean like this dude kind of disappeared you know the oh you mean, you mean romeo oh, i'm sorry romeo yes yeah, yeah. Omar, romeo <laughs> um sometimes it's, yeah this <laughs> same letters romeo yeah so he starving he's pouty he's like kind of scraping the rice from the pan goes on this reward and now suddenly he's a pivotal part of the episode and i think it happened in this i don't know if uh you know, Omar saw that coming. I think he was just trying to feed the dude, but I thought that was one of those maybe unintentional impacts of, of that. I think is hilarious. But I do have a question for you because, like, you said, like, oh, maybe it would prevent Jonathan from looking for idols. Why aren't people looking for idols as much, or unless I'm missing it? Like, is there something about this season that's different? I think, yeah, there is something about the new era in general, like 41 and 42, that is different. So most of the advantages and idols have been um found or provided through not like not randomly finding them in the jungle right i mean um, you, i mean i know the beware advantages were found in the jungle so um those were out there but you know um the uh knowledge is power that drea found right that was at the challenge i'm trying to think of um well i don't know if you've heard omar had another advantage that wasn't shown on the show um which we'll talk, right? yeah yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit but um yeah that was also like as a reward given to them basically he still had to kind of f stumble onto it but it was like a you know given to him as a reward let's try to think um what are the other ones oh the extra boats right those are all from the summits that they went with on Shipwheel island so i do think there there's pe people are probably you know looking for them we see marianne find an idol you know post merge in the jungle i bet they're just not showing us because it's really not important um, yeah like okay. people looking because i think even if even if they they used to show people looking for idols and not finding them, but that's still relevant to the story because eventually someone's going to find it that way. So I think because like that's really not the way that they're going to find idols, um, like this season um, for the most part, that it's just they're just not going to really show people looking for them that way. So I bet I, I'm sure that there are people looking for idols every day out there, you know, just like trying to find them that way but it's just not the way that they're they've been hitted in seasons 41 and 42 even next sense. episode where there could be another idol in play i believe last i, I think I, I might be misremembering you could correct me but i think erica finds an idol erica. yeah yep. at the at the finale at the beginning at the final five spot and it's a like you know there's a clue and it's a treasure hunt type situation so it's not even um again just randomly finding it in the jungle so it is it is different like seasons 41 42 with how people find the idols and i'm i really really like it i i much prefer people even like like balancing risk reward and how they're going to get these advantages like treya with the uh, fake blood you know that she reaches her hand into the thing you know the uh of course the summits with the extra votes the beware advantage is saying the, the phrases i think like having a risk reward kind of like like 
potential penalty for getting the, these advantages. Like I, I, I think it's much more interesting to watch than people randomly just finding them in the jungle. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that. Yes. So yeah. So then you know we see. Um, well, first, also on that reward challenge, other noteworthy thing is just you know Marianne spinning out of control like a, a mad woman, oh and then. My- goodness that was hilarious the memes coming out of that like oh my gosh that was so marianne i love that and then i loved her also reverse spinning afterwards to try to counter about like you know counterbalance her uh dizziness and you know i was like in the moment i was like i wonder if you could spin backwards like to like do that and then i see her doing it. i was like oh maybe she knows something and then i looked it up and it's like no people are like you're dizzy because you're like the water in your ears is like basically sloshing around after you spin and so uh like to just do it the opposite direction just keeps it like sloshing so that's not actually a good technique but (laughs) it was a good technique to get yeah yourself gift uh by twitter uh after the episode yeah that was so her it's hard not to like her i mean yeah she has times where she's a lot you know but oh man that was so refreshing she just thinks outside the box, right? Like no other person would think about that in a challenge, right? So I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Marianne's the best. And so, um, you know, someone else who clearly likes Marianne, at least for this vote, is Mike. And so right after this reward, we see Mike pull Marianne aside and he tells her about Lindsay's advantage. And I liked how he did it. He really finessed the situation because he he talked as if he assumed that she knew it. And then she kind of she was like, I, I didn't know about that. And he's like, oh, I thought yeah. you would have known about that. And I just thought that was like brilliant. Who knows if it was like intentional, like if he he, he was like, okay, I got to bring it up this way to make her feel really bad about Lindsay not sharing this with her. Or if it just happened that he did assume that she would know about it. Either way, great job, Mike, on, uh, you know, getting Marianne to really like stop in her tracks to realize like Lindsay's not sharing all of her information with her. Um, and so, yeah, he brings... Marianne in and you know Marianne's pretty much like you know very much game to to go after um Omar here at this vote and you know like she will target Omar and Lindsay at this point um Mike says he wants to target Omar and obviously it switches in a little bit but um I I really thought that Mike you know Mike has done a great job What, what are your thoughts on Mike in general about how he's been playing the game so far he's defying the stereotypes for me man like you know like just watching a bunch of seasons you see similar type of castaways so you think all right he's gonna be this like super loyal hardworking, almost like roxroy in a way like put your head down but like not really think strategic probably a little rough around the edges super tender i mean he's pretty strategic and he's knows how to influence right so uh, i've been very surprised by mike again like if he ends up winning i will not be disappointed um and yeah there's these little things like that where whether or not he tried to make marianne feel bad about not knowing about Lindsay, i think how he reacted afterwards he just he 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 built off of it you know and he used that to his advantage so yeah i think i'm just pleasantly surprised by him to be honest and i'm still amazed like he's still in like they could have gotten him out you know like he's still in yeah, I mean, he would be the oldest winner of, of Survivor ever. So, I mean, he definitely is like... Oh, wow, really? Yeah, 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 at 107 years old. Um, <laughs> no, but no, yeah, he still would be. I think he's like 58 or 59, and the oldest winner um, before him uh, was... It's like a year younger or something. Oh, okay. Like, okay, they're okay. very, very similar in age, but he, um, yeah, he still would technically be the oldest. So, no, like wow. you're saying, defying stereotypes. I mean, it's like somebody... He was almost 60. I think he's 59 when it was recorded. Um, is, you know, he's extremely good with the challenges as well, especially those team challenges early on. He was like the, the biggest asset for his tribe, um, even with his age. So, yeah, Mike is, Mike is impressive. He would definitely be yeah. a fulfilling winner for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so then, you know, we, we get to the immunity challenge. And, you know, Mike's set on Omar. And then post-challenge, Lindsay wins. And, um, you know, we see, you know, of course they switch, Mike switches his sights from Omar to Romeo. And then this is where it gets, you know, very complicated as Marianne tries to explain to with nuance about what she wants to do. But um, yeah, because Lindsay has this amulet that expires at this vote. So Mike's mind, he's like, okay, 
these two are together clearly and she's going to give the amulet to omar because why not like it expires at this boat um and i you know i think it's a very reasonable assumption um i you know i've kind of already put my cards out there i think it's really really silly that they did not play this amulet at this this point um but yeah marianne has a different plan and this is really interesting omar and Lindsay, they're kind of just you know they're high on their own supply so to speak in that they are just are clearly overconfident that they have the votes to get out jonathan we don't really see too much like strategy strategizing from their end they they feel like this is the time to get them out um which i you know i said before i'm on the podcast i think Lindsay should have her eyes set on jonathan because he he can win the challenges that could yep. prevent her from getting to the end and they also have a very similar kind of um gameplay i mean yep. Lindsay's much better <laughs> but you know like they they you know win challenges like be like very nice and likable for people and like subtle strategy i mean that's kind of like how they both generally would describe their games i think if they got to the end and um and i think so i just think it's it's, it's really smart for Lindsay to try to remove jonathan here um and omar it's fine i think he's just kind of like anybody on that side from you know he said mike and jonathan i want to split them up so i think either mike or jonathan for him is fine you know jonathan doesn't have the idols so let's just go for him um so they're set on that end but then marianne comes in with her plan what did you think about marianne's plan um when she you know starts to pitch it to mike and jonathan so it's funny because um i really wanted to watch this episode a second time because that last, you know, 20 minutes was was confusing. You know, at first I was like, <clears throat> are, are Mike and Jonathan, like, where are they at? Like, are they listening to Marianne? Marianne's not really making sense to me. I watched it with my wife, Melissa. And, you know, <laughs> right before this, she's like, you know, I don't know if Marianne has a chance of winning. Like, she hasn't really done much. She hasn't really made moves. In my mind, I'm like, Haha, wait, wait and see. Um yeah, I mean, I think if she didn't make a move, right? Like, what would she have on her resume? Now, she could say that she just outlasted because I think right at the merge, she was the target. I think something happened where they voted off Tori, and I think Omar fended for uh, for Marianne, which is kind of funny now, you know, seeing what happens. But um, I think Marianne needed to make a move, and I think, like, she needed to wield that influence and... Um, I think it's one of those things where like you have to like you have your own end game and you have to see who matches your end game even if they have to kind of sacrifice a little bit of their specific path and I think she found the right time to do it versus you know Omar and, and Lindsay this would have been the time this would have been the t- like that's what the advantage is for right like you know um, at this point like you you need to be safe like you need to preserve that so I, I think like Marianne like good on her for for initiating and like she was very clear with what she demanded I, when i was watching i was like you better be careful because you can't be like hi you cannot like be so strong you can't just like sit down and sit people down and be like this is what we're gonna do and you're gonna do this because the next episode you're gone right or like people are gonna be rubbed off the wrong way so i'm like man chill a little bit just chill a little bit but she wielded her influence and we saw what happened yeah yeah, I love it too. I like that she was strong arming kind of Mike. I mean, she clearly talked it out with him, but like, she was like, this is what we, we need to do and I'm going to do it. And like kept going, you know, we saw like multiple conversations they were having back and forth where Marianne's like, no, 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 this is this is the right way to go. Yeah. And I, I really like it because now it's at the end and she already has an idol that nobody knows about for the next round. So if yep. she does, you know, if she does become the tallest poppy, you know, uh, so to speak, where to, to, like to, that would stick out among the rest, she's, she has a, free pass to the final four fire making yeah like so she is she doesn't have to worry too much at this point about her threat level being too high so just raise that threat level girl just keep it going up and up and up because uh now's the time you know and so uh now is the time yeah fresh in the memory of the of the jury like right peaking at the right time yeah it definitely. And so I, I, I feel like this was such a good, good swing to take. You know, I, I thought it was going to be futile because Omar was going to play the idol, like our Lindsay was going to give it to him. And uh, so I, but I just thought regardless, like this is what you should be doing because then, you know, there's also a couple other layers. And so I actually think Mike was um, being very, very reasonable. And I think Mike should have still wanted to target Romeo. And here's my thoughts. I think Mike, you know, he feels, he's feeling very confident about his chances to win. And I think if they take out a safe player again, 
here with Romeo at the bottom. That's just another person who could take up a spot to prevent yeah. them from getting to the end. It yep. also would prevent anybody from making a big move that would elevate their, you know, game and their quote unquote resume and make them a bigger threat to beat him in the end. So if Mike could get somebody out here without playing his idol, again, he's also safe to the final four. I don't know Mike's fire making abilities per se, but I bet as a fire fireman, he's got to be <laughs> like the, uh, the most familiar with fire of everybody wow. on the cast. So I think he's also got to be feeling good about, you know, uh, making fire at four if it comes down to that for him. And then he's in the final three. So I, I think I, I like Mike targeting Romeo. The other thing too, to be wary of, and I don't know if he was thinking on this level, this is kind of, I think the highest level that I'm able to like think on here is that if Omar plays his idol and Marianne and Romeo's votes are nullified, then the, it would be a two, two tie on Jonathan and Romeo. And then um, on the revote, Marianne's extra vote gets to be used on the revote. That's been clarified mm-hmm. in the rules. So, wow. so Lindsay and Omar, Marianne, and Mike, the four of them would be revoting about who they want to get out. And I and and Marianne has an extra vote. So, so it'd be Lindsay and Omar, you know, for sure voting for Jonathan again. Mike would vote for Romeo. And then Marianne has two extra votes. So she's the swing vote. If she votes for Romeo, he goes home. If she votes for Jonathan, he goes home. I would think that she would vote out Jonathan on the revote if, you know, if it came down to it. Because Romeo just trusted her, right? And yep. swung with her. Yep. Romeo, for Marianne, is somebody who she needs to be in the final three with at this point. Again, if her big moves don't work out, like she needs people there that are, you know, going to be seen as less of a threat than her to win the game. And then uh jonathan obviously is somebody who is well if you have to pick between jonathan and romeo like she probably wants both of them right everybody wants jonathan and romeo to be at the end with them i'm sure but uh you know if you had to pick between the two of them i think it would make more sense for marianne to then switch after swinging for omar and missing to go back and then vote out jonathan still using her extra vote and having a good contingency plan in place so i don't know if mike was aware of that possibility we didn't get to hear him articulate that and again, this is like the third or fourth level of like what, what could happen here. But I think that it was smart for him to want to just stick with Romeo because if Omar does have the idol, it really would backfire. His closest ally would likely be going home at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't, it's hard because, you know, you Romeo is taking up a spot, right? If you just view him as the GOAT, like this is a very competitive at that point top six. So you got it makes sense for Mike to go for Romeo in that sense and uh, I think when you were talking about all right what if Marianne you know if it was like a tiebreaker flipped on Jonathan that is totally the realm of possibility I mean there was a foreshadowing moment like somewhere in the middle of the episode where I think it was a Jonathan confessional he's like this is kind of the end on like the Taku 4 like we have to turn on each other or something like that so this was where that was going to get broken up like I think we knew that some somewhere between those four, you know, Omar, Jonathan, um, Marion, and Lindsay. Right, Lindsay was in that tribe, original yeah. tribe. Yeah, yeah. Someone was gonna go. So, yeah, I think that's why it makes this all juicy because, you know, leading up to tribal, you think, all right, here's Marianne's plan. Is it gonna go? But then you just like never know. Like, and that's how, where you see the greatness of players. Are they prepared to do their plan B or C and still have their way? You know, and that would have been as great of an episode as it was. Like, what if, right? Like, what <laughs> if it went to yeah. the tiebreaker? Um, yeah, so I think that was great. Yeah. So then, yeah, we, we get to the vote and, you know, Lindsay chooses not to play the amulet on Omar. And I just, there, there was several shots of Marianne's face, dude. She was, she was stone cold. They showed her just yeah. like, just, just keeping it together. And then they showed her just smiling. And then, of course, uh-huh. Omar as... As the votes are coming, he 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 asks her, "You did it," and she's "You said, did it." I, I did. did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Which was, of course, just a, a, you know, complete ba moment um, uh, on her end there. And I, I really, yeah, Marianne, like just just overall great play. Again, like we're saying, no matter how it shook out, her plan to put three votes to get use her two extra votes to get Romeo to vote on Omar was going to work out for her regardless. So like great job and the fact that it even worked out the best possible scenario where omar went home man that was uh yeah so good but let's let's talk a little bit now about omar because um we mentioned it before if you are not aware listening 
uh, Omar came, you know, with to his exit interviews that happened the day after someone's voted out um, on TV. And then, you know, so literally yesterday he was being interviewed by Survivor Press and they're asking him all these things. And he just shows that he actually found an idol nullifier. Nullifier. Yeah. And, and that kind of changed a lot of the strategy for the episode for sure. And um, yeah, so he, he did give a little bit more clarity of like their plan was basically try to make it through this vote and, you know, next vote to use the idol nullifier on Mike, um, who they knew had an idol. So that was like him and Lindsay's plan. So they thought they had, you know, them two and Romeo and Marianne voting with them to get out Jonathan this round and then take up Mike the next round with the idol wow. nullifier. So he was feeling pretty confident, you know, that no matter what happened next round, they could get out Mike, um, who everybody was viewing as a big threat to win in the end at this point. So, yeah. So I think they, yeah. And then this is what I said about Dre too. When you have the advantages and idols, sometimes you get a little too overconfident about what they yep. can do for you. And unfortunately, Omar played one of the all-time best post-merge games, for sure, through oh, yeah. like so many rounds of voting, getting his way, but doing it so subtly, lowering his threat level. But then I think just kind of rested on his laurels a little bit at the end here and kind of lost, you know, just completely got blindsided by Marianne and Romeo, who um, good on them for, yeah. I mean, you know, Marianne gets all the credit for coming up with the plan, but Romeo also, you know, he, he played his part and Omar went home, so uh yeah sad for omar any any thoughts on that decision not to play the amulet there by Lindsay and omar or the i don't know yeah. fire of it all yeah well like it it really served Lindsay, right because Lindsay did not want to make a big show of it she did not want uh everyone to find out that her and omar were super tight you know what's unfortunate is that omar played such a good game when no one knew i think this was the test can he show up and like be aware of the impact of everything when now he it's out in the open that he is who he is and all that. So I, I think it, it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking because I'm like, man, like if he would have pulled it off, like this would, would have been a really, really good game. Um, yeah. With that nullifier, like it's one of those things where like you want, you want your eyes on the end, you have your steps, but you can't like, it was just a little bit too much, right? Because that would have been a great plan, like what you just said. They would have used it, nullified Mike's idol the next round, and that that's just a path for them for Final Four. Just a little bit too forward-thinking, and, you know, it didn't happen. So, you know, I, I think, like, it's hard because Lindsay's put in a hard place. Like, I get what she's saying, but you need Omar. I, I think she needs Omar to survive, I think. Like, unless she just, like, wins out. Um yeah, because she doesn't have any other advantages, does she? No. Yeah. yeah the she, only yeah. the only advantage the only advantages left in the game are Marianne's idol and Mike's idol at this point. Right. So you know the fear of like being the two and then being the other three. Well, now you're one on possibly four. You know, like or yeah. all the different scenarios. It would have been nice to have him because it is it's it's a season of like fluidity. I mean, it's not like these old school seasons where you're just paganging everyone, right? Like you're sticking with your your original tribe and then you're just like voting off people. It's not, it's so fluid and you just never know who might flip. Like you never know, Mike and Jonathan, they could like finally turn on each other too, right? Yeah. And like you could use one of them for your advantage. Like it would have been so cool. Like I, I don't want to stay in what ifs too long, but like, you know, I love how Jonathan and uh, Lindsay were the ones who remained on the island during the reward. And they're just like, they're kind of BSing each other. I'm like, what if they, what if they aligned, you know, like what if they just had to use each other for each other's advantage and that could have happened, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, I think it could have played out way differently. And I, Lindsay's in a harder spot now because she didn't use it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, that's definitely one thing I want to double click on here is that Lindsay uh, yeah, Omar was saying in his exit press that Lindsay really didn't want to make a big move because she saw that how much like people's like, went, yeah, target went way up as soon as they made a big move. You saw like people again, it's like, you know, what, what, what we saw here, right? Hi, then Drea, then Omar went out back to back to back, like these huge players that made big moves and then, you know, got chopped off. And so the, um, he, he said, you know, he, he, he he doesn't wish that he forced like Mike's hand or like kept the idol. He wished he would have been a little bit more strong-willed with Lindsay, Lindsay to get her to play the idol. But she just 
there's a good point in what you're saying and is that like if they would have if she would have played the idol on omar it would have been a again line drawn in the sand two versus whatever three is left you know let's say it's mike marianne and romeo like on the other side if they would have just stuck together or they would have buttered out romeo so it would have been mike marianne and jonathan probably um you know just there on the on the other side of the line so i i get the thinking again what what's good about it is it's strategic it's not like this i don't know i just seen too many survivor seasons where the, the there's you know, two people maybe vying to like really win and making these moves on this, these kinds thinking through these kinds of things on different levels. Like, sure, they made mistakes, Omar and Lindsay, but like they were thinking on like four different yeah. levels of what could happen. And like you're saying, you're getting at all these what ifs, like, cause there's people that are actually thinking on that level. And it's crazy yeah. that they're, they're malnourished and still like really trying to like yeah. game it out like this. And it's really, really fun. I just wish, you know, I'm just going to just be very, very clear here. I wish the idol nullifier was not a thing. It's one of the the, the worst advantages like ever. I'm glad that we didn't actually see it. It would have probably it, like bumped this season's rankings down a couple of notches, just knowing that it was out there and being talked about the whole season because it has the power to just ruin a season. Um, yeah. And I, I'm just going to spoil like I, I, my policy is not to spoil any seasons, but I'm just going to spoil season 39, at least a part yep, of it because it's, yep. it, it's like, it's one of the worst seasons. If you're like really worried about spoilers on seasons, seasons 39, I would recommend probably be like one of the last two seasons you ever watch of Survivor if you're just like if trying to get If you only want to watch like all of them, then watch it. Yeah. So um, yeah, like the, the, like the best player gets idol nullified out at, at the final five spot. And it just like, deflates. Yeah. whatever energy was left in the season, it just completely goes out at that point. And you know, not that to say that there were, like if that happened to Mike, you know, and Omar pulled it off, it would have been a very different vibe. Um, but it's still just like it feels like something you just cannot account for. Like if you have oh, an idol, yeah, yeah. If if you have an idol, like you should, like like again, if anybody's listening to this and you're gonna be out there on seasons, you know, 43, 44, 45, whatever, just pretend the idol nullifier doesn't exist because you really cannot like act as if you think it it's out there because if you do, then then you're ability to to strategize with an idol just like goes out the window i mean the only thing the only thing is just don't tell people like what marianne's doing with her idol is just don't tell people you have it if you can if you can avoid it which with the beware advantages you really can't avoid it um you know too much with like how they had to say the phrases and you know few people know that you're you know for sure know you have an idol so just like the fact that the idols are so public and then the idol nullifier is also there you have the knowledge is power which also could steal an idol like these these twists are trash and like i i just it makes it so that people will be afraid to play and the more that people are afraid to play the less like fun game play we'll get and get to see on the show i have so many thoughts josh and (laughs) you know yes the most recent seasons there's just too much and i think right one of the pivotal moments was 34 and the thing the tribal that happened there don't want to spoil that but it's just too much, man. Like, as a viewer, sometimes it's like, thank God, sometimes they'll like put it like in the confessional, like this person has all these advantages. But like, why did the, why does the show have to do that? Because there's yeah, too yeah. much going on. Like, I do miss those seasons. Like, I miss like the early teens, where like it was so simple. You really like someone's athletic ability slash strategy and then thinking on higher levels, given not a lot of resources. Like, I do miss some of that. Now it's like, you could be thinking on so many layers and then just like one thing, like thing like a nullfire can like ruin, not just a player, but like you said, a whole season. And it has happened. Yeah. Now that season, a lot of other reasons why that season is trash. But <laughs> yes, I totally agree. I, I in, in the one year I've watched Survivor, I'm kind of an old school person. Like, let's kind of keep it simple, you know? Wouldn't it be cool if like one of these future seasons, they just like, went back to like old rules or something and like see it play out. I doubt that will ever happen, but yeah, man, it's too much, man. And I'm very glad it's out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just, I'm thank you survivor editors for just not letting us know anything about it. Like the entire season. Again, I would have just been like dreading each episode knowing that there's an idol nullifier out there. Like knowing that at some point, you know, somebody's idol could just get nullified and they can't predict that and they're out. So at yeah. least we didn't have to think about it the whole season, even if it was there. Good question, though. Did any of the contestants know it was there? 
Um, I, oh yeah. So the story behind how he found it was that it was given to him. Well, not given. It was pre-merge the challenge where they won the fish, um, which yeah. was a late pre-merge challenge. Um, apparently when they got back from the challenge, Omar and Jonathan went to the water well. Omar said this is the only time he ever did, you know, anything faster than Jonathan is that he saw it and just ran straight for it and grabbed it before Jonathan could grab the, uh, the advantage that was just sitting on top of the well or something. Like it was like very obvious. Uh-huh. And yeah. um, so he opened it up. It's I don't know if I, so Jonathan and Omar were the only ones that knew about it the entire game, except for around this point. I don't know exactly like when, but late, like in the game, like yeah, this final six, maybe final seven point Omar does share it with Lindsay um the wow. the information and he said that jonathan actually picked up on that and he gave jonathan a lot of credit in his exit interview about how he 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 says jonathan was a big reason why he went home because jonathan picked up on the fact that him and Lindsay were so tight and he actually um saw them talking and kind of perceived uh-huh. that it might be about this so then he he brought them a, he separated or like he talked to them Singled each individually them out yeah to see their stories wow yeah so then he, um, yeah, so then he, and they gave different stories and they both came back afterwards and said, and realized they, they gave Jonathan different stories about what they were talking about. And then from that point forward, he knew that the relationship with Jonathan was pretty much like severed. And that's what they, that's another reason why they really targeted Jonathan and Jonathan and yes. Mike were really wanting to target them. Um, so yeah. it's not just the, you know, the move that Omar made and the comment that Drea made. There was definitely some other things that played there, including this idol nullifier putting a target on Omar's back. So But the Mike, other players don't know it's a thing like they not even that he doesn't that he hasn't nullified, they don't even know what it is, right? Like if if it were to somehow happen at Tribal Council, there's some castaways that they wouldn't even know like this is a new thing for them. At least this Oh no. It no, it's it's some- yeah, it, it's happened twice before in two seasons, okay, okay. right? Yeah. So I mean the the possibility of it being out there is, you know, gotta be, you know, people who are big fans like Marianne or something is definitely going to know an idol nullifier could happen, which might be why she's, you know, not sharing anything about it, you know, like about her idol. So, um, yeah, but so I I would guess Mike and Jonathan knew about Omar's idol nullifier, which might be why, you know, again, Mike, like, let's get this thing, let's get this guy out of here before he nullifies my idol at the next round. So, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I mean, we pretty much, we pretty much talked through all the decisions of the, of the, uh, of the game um let's we're gonna get into some questions from people um anything that we didn't touch on but i first want to stop down and give out some awards so i have josh awards to give out i know you also have uh prepared um a justin award for this episode um and i i'm also gonna i'm gonna look at some nominations here so um we got a um, nomination for from Jordan C um, for the Scaredy Cat Award for Mike and Jonathan for not going with Marianne's plan originally. Mm-hmm. But I, I, we already touched on this. I, I'm not gonna not giving that award out to Mike. I thought his optimal move was to target Romeo and try to get Romeo out, even if um, you know, like it just was a safer move. Shoot the hostage in the situation, remove that variable, and move forward in the next round. So, mm-hmm. um, not giving him the Scaredy Cat Award. <laughs> Brandon, um, he, he wanted to give out the, the Nike award for Marianne because she just did it. Um, just did it. Nice. <laughs> which was an incredible moment from the episode. So there you go. Marianne can have that, that award. Um, and then my Josh award is definitely, I'm giving credit to my friend Matt H., um, who texted that, you know, like Marianne's coming on strong at the end of a horse race. So I'm giving her the Rich Strike Award which I don't know if you're a big Kentucky Derby fan, but uh, Rich Strike is the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. And if you have not seen the ending to the, uh, the this year's uh, Kentucky Derby, go watch it, YouTube it. it it's a fascinating last leg of the race. A stretch runner named Rich Strike comes down at the end and, you know, passes like 30 people, seemingly, probably like 12, but 12 horses in the last leg and wins you know i think it was like 30 to 1 odds or something or no it might have even been more 80 to 1 or something um crazy and i just feel like that's how marianne's game is is definitely ramping up here so i'm i'm all aboard the marianne train we'll get a get into our predictions as well for where we see happening but um yeah i think that she's just like she's timing her final run super well right here and yep. uh i yep. hope that she is the the uh, stretch runner who who wins down the stretch here yeah 
Yeah, well, uh, my my Justin Award, <laughs> it's kind of funny, man. It just goes to Romeo. Like, this dude, it felt like night and day. He's been starving, non-existent, eats some chocolate, uh, and then boom, he's like part of a pivotal vote. And you know, like, this guy, like, he was... He was a solid player pre-merge, right? So it's really disappointing to see him just kind of disappear, get super paranoid, kind of be avoidant from people. Um, but yeah, I give him the award for like making kind of a comeback and we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe just maybe he has a stellar finale and we see it out of nowhere. How likely is that? Probably not. But yeah, he's also like striking hot as as it's a tiny strike, striking hot at the best time for him possible. So I give it to yeah. Romeo. Yeah. I, I appreciate the Romeo love. Cause yeah, I, I really think that he's doing his best out there. I think also, um, I know Jonathan, you know, we've gotten like 50 confessionals from Jonathan. It seems about, about him being like, you know, I'm, I'm hungry, but I don't want them to see that I'm hungry. So I'm going to like eat as much as them, but it's not fair that I'm eating as much as them, but I want them to think that I'm, you know, like, uh being a team player but like they really should be grateful because i'm bringing in the food and you know it's just like the like a circular like yeah. conversation he's having <laughs> between himself and the camera there about this like conundrum he's caught in and you know i just want to point out that like uh well I, I heard rob talking about this on rob as a podcast and i thought it was a really good point that like romeo and jonathan actually are probably experiencing a similar level of hunger pains that other people aren't because of the low body fat percentage now obviously Jonathan has a whole nother human's worth of muscles on top of Romeo, <laughs> but Romeo, I, like when you like the starvation, like factor kicks in when your body gets below a certain fat percentage and like Romeo is sticking bones. And so I yep. think like, I really think that this new era of survivor where they don't give them as much food and stuff, probably like uh, really, really, really affected Romeo. And I know they're giving him crap for like eating, you know, rice out of the pot like when he's so much smaller than them and he's not doing anything else. But like, I, I think he's like probably like pretty severely like malnourished out there at this point. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I, I, I it, it sucks. I'm glad he got some food in him. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he'll like Hulk out now, like just like transform, you know, from a caterpillar to a, um, a Hulk <laughs> and, and, and just take them all out in the end game or, you know, Thanos gets his power, his glove and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's inevitable. Anything can happen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get to some questions that hasn't um, been answered. Let's start with just who do you think um, who do you think goes home next at this point? Wow, I I think it's Mike or Jonathan. Honestly, I mean Marianne, pretty safe. Uh, Romeo is. I feel like he's so fluid that he can kind of side with anyone whoever's willing to pick him up he'll be there i don't know man Lindsay's on a hot streak with communities like yeah i, I think it's gonna be someone between mike or jonathan um, yeah yeah that's that's my take how about you yeah i well i think mike is gonna play his idol so i don't think oh, that right. yeah so without without that now that we know for sure there's the idol nullifiers out of the game um i think mike and marianne are you know they're safe so then it, it's gonna come down to i think who wins um, immunity between Lindsay and Jonathan? Lindsay and Jonathan, yeah. Yeah, and so I think the one who loses the immunity, you know, is going to go home. Now, somebody else could theoretically win immunity, but, you know, we the only other person who's won an immunity challenge this season is Tori. So, uh, and she's uh, long gone and not in this game. Um, but I, I, I think I, if I had to guess, I think I'd sadly say that Lindsay is going to get taken out here um, because I think if Lindsay – not only if Jonathan wins immunity, but if anybody else wins immunity and it's not Lindsay, I could see them also taking her out as a big threat to win the game. Because, yeah. um, I mean, it seems like a consensus. Um, I was looking at, you know, the 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 uh, survey results here from who people think is going to win the season. And there's only three names that are coming up. I mean, there's only five people, but um, Romeo and Jonathan are not being mentioned as, you know, contenders to win the game. All of the votes this week are between Marianne, Mike, and Lindsay. And so if Marianne and Mike are immune, I think Lindsay's probably the one that's going to get targeted. Now, hopefully yeah. she wins immunity. Um, we'll see. But uh, I would love to see, you know, I would love to see Lindsay get immunity this round and force Jonathan or Romeo to go home 
and make a more, much more interesting final three that at least has a combination of two of those people in the final yeah. three. Yep. Um, so then, uh, okay, let's, let's just stop down there. Who do you think is going to win between the three of them? It's likely, I mean, if you want to throw in Jonathan or Romeo, by all means, throw them in the ring there for contenders to win. But I think it seems pretty clear from the story that's being told this season that it's going to be either Lindsay, Mike, or Marianne that wins the season. Rank in order, who do you think is most likely to win? Um, yeah, in your opinion. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great... Again, no trumps, right? Like, any of those three win, you know, that great season. I think in third, I would say Marianne. I don't know... I don't know how she'll perform in a final tribal, and I just feel like she's going to be tore apart. I don't know, like... I yeah I, I'm curious how she'll perform um, in front of like the open jury uh, so I think man it's hard but it, between Lindsay and Mike it's hard for me but like I personally would I want Lindsay to win like I think that'd be really cool I one of my favorite uh, contestants in the past uh, is Stephanie LaGrosa so like underdog challenge beast you know like so I just I, I have a soft spot for those people but i like i said she's very vulnerable right now so um i think mike and Lindsay for me it's up in there it just really depends on what happens at you know the next uh, immunity challenge so let's just put Lindsay at number one mike and then marianne okay you know i think i uh i love this because i think i'd go the exact opposite direction really well yeah i'd okay. have i think i have marianne as my most likely to win um She's clearly, okay, so Mike and her are both to the final four, right? Um, we've already talked about this. They both have their idols to play it next round. Um, and I, I was very low on Marianne early on um, because not even necessarily her position in the game, but because of the, her age and stuff. She's only 23, I believe, when she's out there. Um, and just there's very few young winners of different seasons because – I mean, we just think about the responsibility of, of like a million dollars, right? Overnight. Like that's, I mean, that's a lot to give to a young person. So it typically does when it's like close, like go to the older person who has a family and, you know, who has kids and like, you know, that kind of, like, people can resonate more with that. But I think Marion can overcome that because of one, her background, like her like story of, you know, coming from literally Africa. Like I believe she was born there. If not, she's a first generation, um, you know, like, uh, quote unquote immigrant in any ways born to an immigrant family. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that she is also so passionate and very like clear communicator, like great speaker, which you also don't get with a lot of young people who aren't as sure of themselves. And I just, I, I feel like her final jury speech could just be like an all timer. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like she's given some great confessionals and been so good at these tribal councils, um, especially speaking with emotion. Like, she's kind of already alluded to this, that she can channel it. So it's not like she's, she can sometimes have trouble with, you know, regulating her emotions in different moments. But when, when, it, when it comes to the spot where she can speak from the heart and also, like, have it be a very clear, like, message, I, I yeah, I think Marianne is someone really dangerous. So um she'll have to get through that final four spot so we'll see how she does that um she's a big yeah. super fan though so making fire also might be something that she's practiced for years who knows yeah. i mean yeah like she she, she I, we could be surprised there too so marianne's my topic i would say yeah. mike next i think mike is like you know also somebody who is really well liked who has been on top of it the biggest issue with mike i see is that he has given his word to so many people the yeah. people who mike has given his word to though uh, he gave his word to Omar. He gave his word to Drea. He gave his word to High. He gave his word to Chanel. He gave his word to Roxroy. Like, Rox. like yeah. yeah, like every single person on the jury almost has been backstabbed by Mike. And somebody who's preached like loyalty and, nope. and trust yeah. can nope. just kind of, you know, like, yeah, look at Chanel as well. And, and just like, I think that the, juries could, the jury could be really bitter towards Mike potentially. Now, mm -hmm. he... If he's able to say like that, that was just what I had to put out there. And, you know, I'm, that was my strategy, but like, that's not like, I definitely was not playing that game. Then I think that could, that could give him a lot of good 
opportunity to to explain himself better but if he sticks to that and, and he digs his heels in and says like no i really wanted to trust you i just couldn't and like we've seen people get caught up in that in final juries a lot and that trust and loyalty thing does not play well with juries that all got voted out by yep. somebody who was untrustworthy and disloyal to them so um but yeah. i still put him above Lindsay at this point for the reason that i think Lindsay is going to be a big target to go out and i i she doesn't have as close of allies at all anymore. The, again, the line has been drawn in the sand as we talked about, but now it's, yeah, it's, it's one versus four in a lot of ways. And so I think, and she doesn't have an idol to protect her at the next round. So unless she wins immunity, like I already discussed, I think she's the one that's going to get targeted. Um, and then if she, um, you know, even if she does win immunity, she has to get through the final four spot. So uh, yeah, I just, I think it's, I, she, she, if they're in the final three, if it, if the final three was Mike, Marianne, and Lindsay, I might pick Lindsay as my winner. But I just I feel like she has the hardest path to get there of those three. Um, yeah. So I had to put her put her down a few pegs. But she's been I mean she's been great. She's I, her her ability to just like quickly like be a very reasonable stable person in a lot of these like bizarre moments, whether it's a discussion mm-hmm. about race on the show or. Yeah you know, religion with Omar even opening up. She was like, I gave her a Josh Award that episode because of her response to him in that moment. Um, That was one of my favorite. I mean, like, man, typically there are cringy religious people on the show, but like Marianne making the, you know, the the mat for Omar and how Lindsay, I love that. So anyways, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I'm pretty much done here. That's that's my take on those three, but I, I... it's no discredit to Lindsay that I have her at the bottom of the three. I just think it'd be, she'd have to go on a pretty epic run to get there. Um, yeah. With the fact that her two biggest opponents to win the, the season, both have idols to make it through the next round. So yeah, yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see, man. Um, but either way, one of those three people is very likely to win and it's going to be a very fulfilling season. If, if Romeo wins the season, greatest season of all time because again it would be a crazy thanos-esque run where he just would have to do something amazing (laughs) you'd have to be doing like 10 different all-time moves Um, and then you know i i don't think jonathan's gonna win and if he did win it would definitely not be one of the greatest seasons of all time in my opinion yeah uh and but i just don't see that happening Uh, do you put jonathan's win win winning odds at uh zero percent or do you give him a little bit more than that yeah, like negative five percent. Okay, <laughs> you're lower. You're lower than him on me at zero. I mean, man, before that, before the tribal where race was talked about, you're like, oh, like he'd be like an old school type winner or like the yeah the, the type that you wish you won a survivor. But like since then, his stock fell. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's put his foot in his mouth too consistently. He's been shown, you know, on the TV show as as somebody who like is uh not seen by the players as strategic you know Lindsay's complaining about him making her look bad you know a couple episodes ago like so yeah i just think that kind of content is pretty much a a you know uh a death nail um for him yeah you bring up a good point about marianne though i mean that's the thing right like i think she'll make it to the final three man if she can wow people like the best case scenario i think she's a clear winner i just yeah I just seen so many final tribals where like someone could be so like emotionally resilient and then dang what happened like they just like crumbled and I don't wish that on her but like you know I, I think Drea in her exit interview was talking about like you know I want all these different people had different styles as long as they own it can like articulate it like yeah, yeah. if Marianne can do that dude all for her yeah, yeah. we'll have to see I'm, I'm I'm very pumped this is I've not been this excited for a finale in a long time because it really so, feels like there's uh, a few people who can win and a lot of exciting gameplay that is inevitably going to go down. So yeah. I, I'm hoping for a Lindsay win at the, the final five. That would be the best because then Lindsay, Marion, and Mike are all immune. Jonathan and Romeo has to go home and that would just set up a crazy, crazy final four situation and then a great, you know, final three um, with at least two of them in there. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for when, you know, everybody pray along with me, you know, when you're, when, Wednesday comes around and we're watching the first immunity challenge. Just got to hope Lindsay wins this one. Yeah. And do you know if the finale, like when they reveal the, the winner, is it there just like 41 or is it like live, you know, back in the States? Do you know what it's going to be like? 
Yeah, they, they, they filmed the winter live as well there because I know they're not doing a live um, showing uh, in LA, which my wife and I have attended before. Um, so I'm always on the lookout of like the possibility. I'm off work this week, probably would have tried to make my way up there to, uh, to, to do another live taping of the finale if, uh, if it had been going down. But no, sadly, it's not happening. So I'm pretty sure that that's clear that they, because of COVID, had to reveal the winner out there okay. on the island. So, and they're going to do the live reunion, you know, um, immediately after. Could, and could you imagine if that is Marianne? Like, I just, I'm, I'm getting oh, a little too excited. Yeah. Because like, like her, uh, just somebody who is so, like wears her emotions on her sleeve. Face and, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure she was <laughs> screaming and crying and then having to like talk through everything at that point. It, it just... I, I'm I'm getting myself too excited, so I think we gotta sign off here because I I, <laughs> I, I might be too devastated if Marianne doesn't win. Um, but yeah, so just imagining that reaction in the moment, Jeff trying to talk her down, you know, <laughs> from being on you know cloud nine, ten, eleven. Above yeah, your next else. episode's either gonna be a celebration podcast or a therapy session, man. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, to be clear, Mike or Lindsay wins great season as well. So uh, yeah, but now I'm just getting too hyped. <laughs> uh, any any last thoughts, man? Before we, we we close up shop here, talking about everything in this penultimate episode. It's been a great season. I mean, for those of you who's gonna watch the finale live, do, like do it with the people you want to watch it with. Like, I think yeah, just having people in real time to process with and enjoy it. It feels like a Super Bowl, man. Like that's what it feels like. So um, I hope everyone who's listening enjoys you know the rest of the season. Yeah, survivors pumping out some some recently great seasons. So excited to see what happens uh, next week. Cool, man. Well, thanks again for joining me. I hope your COVID recovery continues to go well, and uh, we'll talk after the finale. You know, I'd love to hear what you think. So, sure. Take care, man. Uh, and every, thank you, everybody, of course, for listening. Um, we'll see you after the next episode, the last one of Survivor Forty Two. <laughs>